Welcome back in everyone to a very exciting episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are joined by an incredible entertainer today. We are joined today by Brian Alejandro, whose new show, Autumn Changes, dot, 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 sometimes, is playing September 9th at Pangea. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting PangeaNYC.com. And we have been to Pangea once already. We are planning to go back again. And this is the perfect show to go back to. It's a wonderful space. And this is a fantastic show. And we can't wait to hear more about it and share it with you. And the perfect person to do that is our guest today. So let us welcome in Brian Alejandro. Brian, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited to speak to you. I will throw out there first one fascinating fact that I, I love about you as a person is you are technically of of what what is it royalty or 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 um, of the of the. I have it. I'm not related to Charles, but I do have a title as a lord. Yes, and, you are a lord. Yeah, so it's Lord Brian Alejandro. I was born and raised in the UK. I've been in the United States for many years, though, but I go back and forth, back and forth, and I I love it. You know, it, it, the, the title was sort of gifted to me based upon a lot of the humanitarian things that I have done, working with young people and uh, in different facets, different ways of, of helping young and also giving back and sharing my love for life. And I try to encourage others to embrace that as well. I love that. That was one of the... Well, I shouldn't say the first thing because the show immediately was the first thing. But the second thing was this thing because we don't get many, you know, titles on our show. And so I was like, a Lord coming on our show, like, absolutely, you know, and finding out what it's for makes you just even that much more greater of a person. But of course, we're not here to gush over your title. We are here to talk about this great new show you have coming this fall, Autumn Changes, dot, 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 sometime. So I was wondering if you could start by telling us a little bit more about this show. Yeah, I've performed a lot of different places, but at Pangea seems to be my home. And um, this is my third big show there. And prior to have sold out. So I'm hoping this does too. <laughs> this show deals with uh, change. And as we get older, some things change. And yet some things are sort of similar. And so with that, I, I was thinking about the title. Because I, I come up with things sometimes just in either my sleep or just thinking about it without overthinking it. And, and it just came to me. I also remember an album by Donna Summer, who I met many years ago, by the way. I had to throw that in there. May she rest in peace. She was really nice. But she had a really great album out called, it was a Spring Affair, Autumn Changes, Summer, I think it was Summer Madness and Autumn um, Winter Melody. Summer Fever, that was it. Summer Fever and Winter Melody. So, and then Autumn Changes, I... I didn't borrow that totally from her, just kind of clicked in there. And I said, oh, okay. And then I built the concept of the show around, you know, as we age, getting older. But it's not really about that. It's just about dealing with life in general, change. And yet some things don't change that much. You know, you may look at it differently. So that's my that's my takeaway from, from that in terms of the title. My musical director is Donnell White. And he's done a lot of things with different people. And this is our third show working together. He's great. Look him up. You know, he's wonderful. And he he embraces my styling and, and what I bring to the table as an entertainer 
who's just being me. I was influenced a lot by my parents who really enjoyed the music of, the, let's say, the Rat Pack was one, but Gloria Lynn, Dinah Washington, Brooke Benton, a lot of Johnny Hartman, I'm on my turn, yeah. And a lot of those singers, we may say is crooners, but I, I do love to sing love, I do love to sing love songs, but it's usually built around a story, something that has happened to me or something that has happened to someone that I know. And so being an empathetic person, and I try to put that in my music and relate to everyone who's sitting in the audience by whatever pronoun they're, 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 they're using, because actually, no matter what you use to describe yourself, we all have feelings and we feelings don't change significantly from one individual to another in terms of just being a human being. Now that the situations obviously change and one thing may affect one person in one way and it may not affect the other person in the same way. But my show tries to address all different types of emotions. So everyone's included. I love that. What a wonderful show. What wonderful music and inspiration. Some great names there. Some great names. Now, I'd love to know, where did you come up with the idea to put this show together? You know, it's it's. In, I just got tired of waiting for people to include me in things. I, I think that's the bottom line. You know, I'm I'm unique, and I don't say that in a way of conceit. You just have to realize where you fit in and where you feel comfortable. And I think for me, you know, I'm not always going to be the, the the person. You know, I did some acting, but it always seemed to put me in a, in a box that was very limited. So I was actually really acting, you know, because I didn't want me to act a certain way or speak a certain way or play a certain role. And which, as a man of color, I've, I've done, but it just got very boring after a while because it wasn't necessarily something that I experienced. You know, I was acting like I did, you know. And in terms of the cabaret world, like many forums, groups, you know, it can be somewhat closed. Let's, let's face reality before we face anything else. And sometimes you just can't wait for someone to pick you or want to work with you. You just work on what you like to do and you hopefully collaborate with just, just need one other person. And for me, that's a pianist. <laughs> and you just make things happen. Fantastic. So as you've been prepping the show, getting ready for the September 9th performance, what has it been like developing this work? Uh, a lot of reflection in terms of I look at the songs and sometimes there are a few songs I've already sung. I had sung them before, but now there's sometimes I do some nuances that are different, much feeling much more comfortable. It's sort of like an old pair of jeans. You know, it was a new pair at one point, but then it gets to be that old pair. That's always your go-to pair of jeans and you're able to wear it, dress it up or dress it down. And so I'm feeling that with some of the songs I'm, I'm, I'm performing also, something new I'm I'm going to be singing. I don't want to give it all away, but I will be singing some song, not the entire song, but there'll be some different languages used. I My mom's from Panama, so I, I speak Spanish, but I'm not going to be singing in Spanish. So you have to wait and see it, but it will be. That was the latest challenge. So I'm hoping I can pull it off. You know, I have to work at it because it's not a language I, I, I use or studied per se. I'm excited to see this. That now that's another hook in there where I'm like, oh, but what if it's not Spanish? What language is it? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, every day something unfolds. There, there's a couple songs that well, Adela Reese was another favorite of mine and my, my family as well. So 
There's a couple songs I'm doing that Della Reese had a hit with. And one in particular, I will give this away. It's from the opera La Boheme, done by Puccini. And she does the English version of this song from Las Muquetas Waltz. Musetta's Waltz, excuse me. But it's English. And then that, that one's in English, so you still can't guess what, what I'm going to be singing. <laughs> That was fun because it was actually quite different. I haven't heard anyone sing it, you know, and I, I do tend to, I don't go out of my way to choose things that are different. I just go with what I'm feeling. If I hear a song, I I, I say, oh, I think I want to try that. Yeah. So there's another song. I, I, I'm not singing it, but I used to dance back up for Martha Reeves and Vandellas when, when they were in New York. So there's a song that I want to give a big shout out to Martha Reeves and, and the Mandela's Lois and Delphine, simply because they gave me a lot of encouragement and good, good advice. And there's a song that Martha thinks that see, I just want, I just one thing I tell all people out there, write it down as soon as you have an idea, because you think you're going to remember and you, and you don't. So I have to play the album again, which I play all the time. But what happens is sometimes, I don't know if this happens to you or anyone out there, you, you play a song. You've heard it a lot of times, and then at some point, you, it, something changes for you. Like, wow, I never, I never thought about singing that. Or, or you hear the words clearer, or you hear the the, the harmony clearer, and, and you and you say, wow, I think I could do that. So there is a song I I can't remember the name because I didn't write it down. So I'm gonna have to listen to the album obviously tomorrow, but it won't be for the show. It'll just something that I'm gonna put in my how you say my bag of tricks and and for another show. It wouldn't wouldn't yeah because I'm. Some of the songs I'm doing came about like that, that I added to the show, which a few tunes by maybe Nat King Cole will say that. And a few other ones I always like to do. I always try to sing a Dusty song, Dusty Springfield song when I can, because I, when I was a youngster, that was, you know, she, she was major, you know. I was very, I was young, but it was played all the time. You know, you heard on the, on the radio and the TV. A commercial she even did for, I think it was called Mother's Pride Bread. You know, it's a bread. You know, I remember the commercial and it's it's so funny. You have to just watch. I mean, it's not funny, but it's just brought back those old memories, which I don't think when people think about England or London, that they don't have those images anymore. Because a lot of, you know, advanced, you know, that was like the 60s. But it was a cute commercial. And I'm not singing a commercial, by the way, but I will be doing something by, by her. Love that. Well, is there a message or a thought you're hoping that the audience takes away from Autumn Changes dot 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 sometimes? You know, all my shows revolve about about love and accepting. And when I say accepting, I don't mean believing in something if you don't believe it. You know, and I'm I'm not here to force anything on anyone. But I do think everyone needs to be respected. Everyone, when I say accepted, I, I, I mean, you know, it, some things may float your boat and some things may not, but each individual is allowed to make choices for their life. You don't have to agree with them, you know, and I've, I've learned that, you know, there are some things I don't care for, but I don't try to go and start a chat to, to put people down or write negative comments on posts and try to be antagonistic towards others who express their their opinion. Even when the opinion might be offensive to me, I feel sometimes people who are in that space, they're not going to hear you because they already have their, their minds made up about whatever it is. Global warming may be an example because here we are all over the, not just the United States, other countries, 
Portugal, Italy, the UK, are have the significant increase in, in temperature. Now, I'm no scientist, although I, I did have a, I did get a BS degree, yeah, okay, but I, I, I'm not a scientist, but I did take a lot of science courses, and it all made sense. Now, and I can't explain it scientifically, but obviously something is changing, and it's not autumn. But something is definitely changing in the world. And so when I when people come to my shows, I would love for them to leave with a positive feeling. I want them to leave better than they, they came in. I want them to feel happy. I want them to forget about anything that may be troubling them and just get, you know, I tell stories about maybe some of the celebrities I've met. And I sometimes forget people I've met because I never really met them in terms of being a celebrity. I just met them as a person. They just happened to be a celebrity. I wasn't. So some few people I met never really asked for the autograph. I would be just having a drink and, and chatting and, you know, that sort of thing. So, I mean, celebrities, they're people too. They're not, we all are this, you know, when it, that's the thing. We are kind of the same in some respects, just that some people have had different opportunities or maybe successful. And there's no guaranteed way to explain that because the most successful actor or singer or dancer may or may not be the most talented but they have something that has taken them to this point where they're able to maximize on what they're doing and doing it well. So that's why I love for people just to embrace everything, number one. And number two, any anything is possible. But sometimes my mom used to say, a, a watch pot doesn't boil. That's an old expression, and even for me. And yeah, sometimes if you're waiting for something or waiting, expecting something to happen, it doesn't. And you're disappointed. But if you just go out there and give it your all in all, 100%, not expecting anything in return, that is the reward that you will feel. But you can't predict it. You just have to give it freely. Yes. Yes. Finally, for this first part of the interview, I want to know, who do you hope have access to your show? I mean, I, I really try to make it reasonably affordable. For, for most, but I mean, I would love everyone to come. Even last my last show, I had some of my former students who I used to teach dance to, because I used to dance off-Broadway with, with a Catherine Dunham-based company. So if you remember Diamonds Are Forever, there was a scene with Thumper. Her name is actually Trina Parks. She was in a fight scene with James Bond. So we used to perform together, and um, we're still in touch. So I would like young people to also look Sometimes they hear songs on, or stuff on the radio that is actually based on a song from a, a long time ago, but they don't they haven't heard the original. So I hope to, in, you know, encourage them to listen and just be open. You know, um, a lot of my friends support me who who are in the education field. A lot of people have known me for a, a, a while. So it's a very cozy room. And, and when you come to the show, you, you'll you'll see that it's it's. It's like you are in my living room, or I'm in your living room. I don't know where I am, but I'm someplace. to change things up here on the second part of our interview and let our listeners get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. And I want to start by asking you what or who inspires you? What 
playwrights or composers or shows have inspired you in the past or are some of your favorites? Oh my goodness, that's a big question. All right. I get one of my most memorable plays, believe it or not, I think I saw it four times, was Thoroughly Modern Millie with, what's her name? Oh, goodness gracious. Sutton Foster? Yes. I just loved it. I had the, the soundtrack, you know, and I, I I love the updated version. I know I think Mary Tyler Moore did that a, a while back. You know, I think, I don't remember the year, 70s, 60s, whatever. And that was a play that I I, I really enjoyed. I, I used to go to Broadway a lot, quite often. Oh, one of my first plays I saw was actually The Wiz. And I was a youngster then. I had recently come to, had come to the United States. And it was interesting. It was very good. And I would, who would have known that I would have met all those people later, got a Tony, I'm sorry, blanking out. I wasn't planning to speak about this, but the, most of the cast members, the choreographer, I, I had a chance to meet, but I never would have thought that. In terms of writers, I've always been moved by either serious stuff or stuff that is not so serious that I like to always get out of my seriousness sometimes and escape. But I always did enjoy reading James Baldwin as well as classics. I was taught that in primary school. So that was something that I enjoyed. I don't think I ever thought of myself as being a classical performer, but I did enjoy the way that language was used, you know, and I think today we've we don't, even people who speak English don't really, well, I have to be careful what I say here, but let's just say a lot of people don't really use the full body of what English, there's so many words we don't use, you know, but we, people get often caught up on using the words, the same word over and over without this, like I hear a lot of people saying, you know, like, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, if I hear that word one more time, my head is going to explode because they, I, I still don't know what they're talking about. They keep on saying, you know, it's like, it's like, and I'm like, okay, now you're distracting me because I can't follow you because this word like is like a, uses a conjunction. So English is very rich language, not romantic and tricky to learn for those who, who, who have another language. You asked me about recording st- artists or entertainers overall. I think Sammy Davis was really very influential on his his style his styling and i always i I don't always watch him but i watch him a few times because i also want to keep me as brian alejandro as brian alejandro not trying to be sammy davis but appreciating him as an artist and i'm sure it was difficult and i did a show based on that it was called stories about las vegas and people i've met and stories about the rat pack and different things you had to be at the show and i took you back to the 50s and 60s through song and stories and jokes and all that. So that was that was fun. Of course, there are other entertainers, like even modern for me would be Adele, who's actually, now Adele is from the same area I grew up in, in, in England, which is an area called Tottenham. And if you know sports, are you into soccer or football? Same for us, it would be, you know, football, but nonetheless, the Tottenham Hotspurs is a popular team. I used to live not too far from the stadium. So, yeah, there's that. Very familiar with the Tottenham Hotspurs. Well, let me ask, have you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? I feel so horrible because I haven't simply because the pandemic did kind of affect me to a certain degree of going out into large places that was one thing and then the other thing was i got more focusing on trying to develop me 
So I haven't, but I will say some like it hot. You get to see that. That that was pretty good. So, I mean, a lot of times you'll find now, especially now, there are a lot more musicals than, than we once had. Musicals were always there. But I think when you're trying to attract, especially foreign, when I say foreign in terms of tourists, whose language may not be English, for primary language anyway, sometimes plays, musicals are, because music transcends everything. I love it, though. What is your favorite part about working in the theater? Well, I have to say the actual performance, the actual performance, because everything that builds up to that is, is, is sort of, for me, is a little bit stressful. Sometimes I, I'm texting Donnell, like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? So he, he calls my texts, worry texts. So sometimes he's doing something. He said, please don't send me any more worry texts today. I'm like, okay. I, 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 I've, done, I've gone too far, so I'll just write them down and <laughs> text you tomorrow. But when I'm actually, you know, once I have my opening number, which is, you know, I have a signature song, which is This Could Be the Start of Something Big, which was written by Steve Allen, about, I think about 1951. And Steve Allen later went on to be a sort of a talk show, well, not sort of, he was a talk show host. I think he took over the Jack Parr show at some point or co-hosted with him, something to that effect. But he wrote a lot of stuff and very witty, very clever. Yeah, once that first light comes, once I hear my name, then all my all my worries and, and all that nervousness goes away because I know I have to do it. And, and people paid money. I might get it together. I love that. Well, we've now arrived at my favorite question to ask guests, and that is, what is your favorite theater memory? Well, I, I did used to go, when I say theater now, I used to go to a lot of Alvin Ailey productions when they were at City Center and in New Jersey and other places. And I was a patron. And, and what's funny about that is that I remember when I first saw my first Alvin Ailey, show I was young and I just my, my parents would take me to all these things and I never imagined that years later I would be not only getting way better seats you know because I was able to I had worked hard and I was able to afford better seats you know my parents did the best they could with what, what they had but also becoming a patron because I remember seeing it, I was like I wonder what that's all about and I was all for it you know and I did that for quite a number of years I loved being I, I just love watching live theater. I find it well, interesting. Live live things are much more interesting to me than taping um, a TV show or doing a, a movie. Because you have to remember, you, you have to do that thing over and over and over and over and over. And it's, it's no wonder they know the line so well. They, you know, oh, let's get another take. You know, come in this way, come in that way. And uh, I was just like, oh my God, I'm so bored. And plus I wasn't the star. So that was uh, maybe a little bit more fun if you're the main person, you know, trying to think of, gosh, I'm seeing something, you know, another, another play and movie I saw when I was very young, which, which really, I loved it was Oliver. And if you ever take a minute to listen to the soundtrack, it's, it's brilliant. It's really great. But the movie is also quite good. So if you get to see it and also that's another example of how being and all people say, well, you know, your accent, like, where are you from? I said, well, I am from the UK, but they're just like America. There are different accents based upon, you know, maybe class or education. 
So the Cockney is not something I really grew up speaking. And and that's, we use also My Fair Lady was, was because my aunt would take me to a lot of these movies. And this is a time also when Radio City, I think there, were, there was a show. I don't, you know, may not remember that because you were probably younger, but I was young at the time. And there was a show by the Rockets and then there was the movie. You know, it was a whole afternoon of, of entertainment. And I would just sit there glued to watching people make, make this magic i think that answered the question yes no i love that those were wonderful thank you so much for sharing those I love oh another another play i really enjoyed a lot i saw a few times gypsy uh, and actually I'm, I'm doing something with some a group on friday at some place where we're supposed to be doing the stripper scene where you know you got to have a gimmick but i'm doing it my way it'll still be brian alejandro it's just that you know i just change a few words you know well, I'm doing the dance one, if you remember that one. So she was talking about, well, yeah, if you've seen Gypsy, you know you know it. It's the last um, person to perform, and then they all perform together. But Gypsy I saw with Bette Midler, which I thought was quite good. And I think also Patti Lapone played that as well. And yeah, to see, yep. uh, yeah. And there was someone else I saw. I'm not going to say the name. I wasn't too enthused by the, the, the performance, but a well-known Broadway person. But that's why I try to pick my work. Sure, I'd like to do everything. You know, I'd, I'd love to sing a, a, a Luther Vandross song, you know, but I don't have a Luther Vandross voice. You know, his voice is a lot higher than my voice. And he just has a, had a unique sound. Actually, he came to one of my shows, by the way, when I was off Broadway. So that was interesting. He did say I was a good dancer. I should have taken it further. But anyway, <laughs> but he was very nice. He was very nice. And yeah, so that's. That was the, that, yeah, that play, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit, actually, Gypsy. I know almost all the songs. That's a wonderful show. Wonderful. And that sounds exciting for you. And, and you know, let me just say, the, the thing about, one line I always remember, and might not be quoting it correctly, and I know there's theater people out there that will say, oh, he just said that. That wasn't how she said it. But one thing when Gypsy Rose Lee said towards the end was when her mother was saying something about people laughing at her, and she said, no one laughs at me because I laugh at myself first. And I thought that was, I didn't say it exactly the way, I don't have the script in front of me, people, so bear with me. But I, I think that is something to be said about being able to not take yourself so seriously. It's okay to make a mistake, it's live. You don't get 20 takes and, and you just move on. And I think the same applies in life. Whatever things you're going through, if something gives you a setback, of course, think about it process it but then don't let it stop you from moving forward yeah it's wonderful advice well do you have any upcoming projects or productions that we might be able to plug for you coming on the pipeline <laughs> well specifically i really really would like people to come out on september 9th to see my show autumn changes sometimes it's I consider myself an entertainer. Others do too. So it's entertaining. It, no matter who you are, I think you'll be pleasantly pleased and entertained. And, and that's really what we want. You can go to shows where people will sing circles around you, but, you know, are, is it entertaining? Is it keeping your attention? And I, I'm able to, I think I have 22 songs. I'm singing, you know, through stories. That's a lot. So, but it's not too much. In other words, there, there's stuff that, that's in between these so it's at Pangea, that's 178 Second Avenue, and you can just go on the website and get tickets. And tickets are actually already selling. I'm quite pleased. And I'm on Instagram as Senor, just S R 
Brian Alejandro. And I'm on TikTok, believe it or not, although I'm not licking any toilets or anything like that. But I am on TikTok doing things that are appropriate for my age. And some of my, my promotional things are on TikTok and different. I also do some fashion. So you might get to peek at me working the runway in the East Village on my TikTok channel. Oh, and I must mention I have a, a YouTube channel. So if you can't come to the show for some reason or you want to figure out what I'm doing, you can see some uh, some clips of videos I've, I've done. Well, not clips, actually, it's entire songs. Wonderful. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to stop by and speak with me today and just share your amazing stories and this amazing upcoming show. I really can't wait to see it. So thank you so much. You are welcome. I, I, I thank everyone who's listening. And I, I hope that you will come out and if not for me, come out to other events that are supported by this forum because it's something positive. It'll make you, I always say, when you do something good, when you when you help other people, it just makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. That's really it's true. Sometimes you just have to let yourself go, oh, but, but not too much, darling. But you know, <laughs> you have to let yourself go and just say, I'm going to do it. And, you, and you'd be surprised. It's like exercising. You say, oh, I don't want to work out. And then you say, oh, I'm going to just force myself. And after you're like, oh, wow, I'm going to be in the Olympics, you know, but maybe not the Olympics, but maybe <laughs> something, you know, a marathon or maybe a half marathon. <laughs> or maybe start with a quarter marathon. Maybe start with that. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. My guest today has been the entertainer, Brian Alejandro, whose upcoming show, Autumn Changes Sometimes, will be playing September 9th at Pangea. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting PangeaNYC.com. You can also follow Brian on Instagram at Senor, that's S-R, Brian Alejandro. We're going to have all this information posted on our episode description as well as on our social media posts. But this is a wonderful show. You're going to be entertained. You're going to be made to feel cozy. It's just a wonderful show. It's a wonderful night out. So make sure you get your tickets now for Autumn Changes sometimes September 9th at Pangea. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. The lights of old.